You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. This is the most dramatic podcast ever, an iHeartRadio podcast. Can't tell you how much I appreciate you doing this. In general, much less the day after the Derby. This seemed like a great idea. I'm going to do a post Kentucky Derby show with Bob Guinea because. It means so much to him. Let's just do it the morning after. God, that was a terrible idea. It seemed like a great idea when you brought it up. And now uh, I have no voice and I'm getting on a plane. So, yeah. Bob Guinea just walked in my uh, hotel room so we could record this. He uh, was kind enough to bring a bottle of Gatorade and two waters. Yep. As um, you know, here's the thing. This weekend has reminded me how much I love you and adore you and why we are such good friends. And then last night, I guess this morning has reminded me <laughs> why we can't hang out. No, no, we're <laughs> uh, go sideways. Two of us together is just a, a bad mix. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, the last thing uh, we, I think we accomplished last night was all dancing in your room at three o'clock in the morning. Yep. That's pretty much it. That's the last thing I have in my uh, repertoire for the weekend. <laughs> in the memory. You've been coming to the Derby for how many years? 18. Well, this was 18. It's something that we have been talking about doing together for 18 years. Yeah. I mean, since you started this 
And obviously I was busy handing out roses around the world and always got home the week after the Derby. So it just never worked out for 18 years. Finally, Lauren and I were able to come and do this. And it was awesome. You know, it's, it's, a, it's such a perfect fit for you. I mean, someone who, you know, you actually know a lot about the horses and horse racing and things of that nature. But I mean, everyone just adored having you guys here. Louisville, uh, the Derby, everything was just spot on. We had an absolute blast. The only thing that didn't make it out was our dignity and your voice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I always know that was always your thing. Bob, Bob loses his voice. At Isn't the drop it crazy of it. for yeah. someone who's like a singer, but it's like my job my whole life. It's like, you would think I'd have vocal stability, but I do not. What is it about this? Cause now you're a married man with kids and it's not so easy for you to leave home no. and do things like this. Why is the Derby? Like, why is it such a thing? for you why do you want to come back here every year i think the fact that it falls on my birthday weekend yes uh, is always a big deal and then i think it's just the same group of people doing the same thing it's like a the consistency and that and that friendship and and then i really love um what the the york sisters do uh they they commit to giving all this money to charities and so it means a lot to me it's not just another like yeah you know, show up at the opening of a Kroger right. type of thing. It's like, actually, you, you all show those up. those pay well. All those are great, and I do enjoy <laughs> the pastry section. And, and if uh, you need Bob and I for any Kroger opening, that's just right. let us know. We love it. We love it. Uh, but I just, I love their commitment to the charities, and they and they give them, uh, they're almost all children-related charities, and that just means something to me. And you, for you, I know it's a, your, your best friends are here. Uh, your dear friend, Warren Moon, yep. of course, NFL legend um jimmer's not athletic at all but still <laughs> still a friend of yours yes surprisingly he was on the show right no he no, wasn't jimmer's was not okay no jimmer's was my brother-in-law's um best friend growing up okay and so my brother-in-law came into my life in 10th grade and he's you know quite a few years older than me and jimmer is in between us age-wise so i related more to jimmer and we just became fast friends so lz and i of course talked about our derby experience and all that but this thing has definitely become a marathon, not a sprint. Yes. It is extended into three full days of, it has become the Super Bowl. It's become, yeah. you know, Mardi Gras. It's an event. It is. It's a, It started the day you guys got here Thursday, Friday's the Oaks, and then the Unbridled Eve party we went to, and then you have the Derby, and then you, after parties, it's, uh, this thing is. It's a long run. It's a long run. And it's not like, I mean, you know back in the day it would have been a different experience just i mean you know i'm hydrating a lot so the fact that i lost my voice is surprising to me but it happens so i know why you do this the brotherhood and you really love it it means a lot to you but how difficult are these times now you have a one-year-old yeah. you have a four-year-old i do it's not easy to leave home no. how much does your wife hate you a lot right now. She's not here, so I know she couldn't make the trip because we uh, our our childcare option fell through, and um, <clears throat> so I came alone. And yeah, the guilt is just off the charts. It, as know? a married, being married is one thing. Being married with kids is totally different because yeah. the guilt thing is real, whether she imposes it or not. Right, it's I'm still so, feeling. Yeah, many yeah. times and much of it is self imposed because sure. you just know you're leaving her in hell right I yeah mean, let's just and i'm out here you know just having the time of my life so because yeah. you have a one-year-old a four-year-old that means yeah. they're not probably sleeping through the night nope. somebody's sick somebody's doing something someone's crying someone got hurt always or even if things are perfect it's still a lot and a so lot. Yeah. how how do you weigh those things how do you guys get through it as a couple i i just like everyone else i mean you know it's one of those things where 
even though a lot of our lives are lived in front of other people, uh, the truth be told, we're just a, a normal couple like everyone else. So yeah. we struggle through that stuff. Um, I'm going to go home today and try and act like I'm not hungover and, uh, you know, put in a full day, uh, whatever needs to be done, take the boys and, you know, but, um, but my wife really does, uh, she does all the heavy lifting. That is key. The, you know, the returning from a trip and saying you're tired can't or acting it. tired. That no is <laughs> the only thing worse than going on the trip is that move. Yeah. If you come home and lay on the couch, you're done. You you're better dead. suck it up. You're dead, cup. Yeah. So I will be high energy all day long and my <laughs> voice will hopefully have restored by then. And she'll never know the wiser. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure she has no idea. You, you partied like a rock star. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it, it is as a, when you are in a relationship like that, um, even the best of them, it's not easy No, And is she not to put her on the spot, but was she supportive of all this or at times, even if she is supportive, is it still, you have those conversations of oh, sure. you're yeah. a son of a bitch for being Oh there. yeah. She's, she's super supportive. I mean, um, you know, one of the things I love about my wife is, uh, we are, it's, it's interesting. It's a great balance. Like mm -hmm. she doesn't have any interest in, she won't walk the red carpet with me nine times out of 10. Not that she doesn't love me and support me. She just right. doesn't care. And, um, you know, and it doesn't, it's not something that's in her wheelhouse. Um, but she understands what I do and, and she's been, you know, so supportive. It's, it's been great. You know, I was just thinking, and I don't know why this just dawned on me, but you are kind of in the situation that I was in when we met. Yeah. When you were, when you were bachelor, Joshua was born. Yeah. He was young. You were a new dad. Taylor was born right at, uh, Ryan and Trista's wedding. Yeah. And so they even uh, they were a little younger than even your kids now. But yeah, so we have we've switched places. We man. have. We slowly swapped. <laughs> but we're the same age. And I can't <laughs> but we're the same age. And by the way, I can't begin to tell you how much I I honestly love the fact now that I do see people like you. Um everything's kind of switched and I've gotten to watch everybody go through what I had been going through when I was working on the show, whether it's Ari and Lauren, Ryan and Trista, yourself. You know, everybody has you know, Sean and Catherine have, you know, 50 kids, I think. I think 100, yeah, 107 <laughs> kids. Um, but it, it's fun to watch all of you. And it's fun to watch all of you also, no offense, struggle with it. Oh, sure. Like I was back in the day. I don't know how you did it. I really don't know how you did it. I mean, your schedule was so crazy back then. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine being in your shoes with, with the, way, the way I am now with my kids. And as much as I want to be there. That's right? the thing, but that's right? the thing. Even even a weekend like this that means a lot to you and it's a tradition, you know, your kids will get to an age. It's easy when they're four and one to a yeah. certain degree, but next thing you know, there's going to be lacrosse right. playoffs or a piano recital or who knows the the father son camp out whatever sure. that stuff. You you just there's no way. All of a sudden, yeah. these things become so minuscule in your life. These will be secondary. Yeah, you know, and I and and I know that. I think that was partially uh, this year when our childcare fell through. And my wife was like, you know, I'll stay home. You know, you go ahead. I think part of it was that. I mean, part of it was, this isn't going to last forever. Yeah. You know? And so, I mean, I always thought about that. Like after the bachelor stuff, I remember thinking to myself, like there's bound to be a flavor of the month guy that's going to take my place. It's going to happen any day. Right. And, um, you know, so I'm like, I might as well enjoy these moments while they, while they come because odds are they're not going to last forever, you know, and they've lasted way longer than I anticipated. How has being a dad changed you oh like what, what do you think is the biggest change <clears throat> i don't even i mean i think the fact that uh i don't even think i knew what love was until i had my kids yeah i love my wife very right. much but 
you know, there's a car coming and it's going to hit the kids. I'm, you know, to, to quote Ryan Reynolds, I'll use her as a human shield, right? Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I love my wife to death, but it's like, I, you don't know love until you realize that you created life. And, and then you have these kids that just everything revolves around what you can provide for them. Every right? waking moment. Yeah. You either think about them, worry about them, wonder about them. And you and I talked about this, I think it was yesterday when you brought it up. You're like, I don't know what I did. Like, I don't know, I don't I know how I thought my life was busy. I don't know how I thought my life was filled until this. Like, yeah. it's, it's so different. I, I can say that truthfully. Like, I, I, I went, after we had Grayson, our first son, mm -hmm. um, it was kind of interesting because as we were getting ready to have Blake, I'm like, oh my God, am I capable of loving someone else as much right. as I love Grayson? You know, and how am I going to be a good dad? And what do I have to do? And, you know, but I had a great example with my dad. My dad was the best man I've ever met in my life. And so for me, like I, I the least I can do the shittiest version of me trying to be my dad is right. going to be the greatest dad, hopefully ever. And know? the funny thing is, I'm sure you thought you were busy when you guys had Grayson. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, Oh man, this is nuts. And then when you have two, you throw the second one in, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, I feel like, I mean, I'm 52 by the way. Happy birthday. Thanks, buddy. I wish we were going to all be together just one more night so we could celebrate your birthday. Although we did do a good job of it last night. We celebrated very well. At Jeff night. Ruby's. Let's give a shout out. Hey, great time. We had a spectacular dinner. This We were staying at the Galt House, which is right here in the middle of Louisville, downtown. And there's this spectacular steakhouse. It's like the premier steakhouse. It is. Yeah. And I'm getting nothing for this. We paid for dinner full last night. Trust me, we all paid it full last yeah. night. But man, was it worth it. And it was really cool because, so not to dive into the horse racing thing, but I did pick, no. Uh, <laughs> you did pick three. I did pick the winner of the Derby. <laughs> but uh, Mage was the winning horse and the winning connection showed up, meaning the owners, uh, Javier Castellano, the, the jockey that won the Derby came in. And here's what's cool. I mean, just everybody in the restaurant got up, standing ovation. Yeah. Yeah. It was so freaking cool. Um, and we had a great dinner with Warren, uh, Warren Moon, uh, one of our local sheriffs who takes yep. care of us, and Dora, yep. who is spectacular. And then, you know, LZ was there, and Jimmers and Lisa. We had a great crew and celebrated your birthday last night, saying you happy birthday. Very nice. We got your cheesecake. Is that it? Was that I'm a not color? even a cheesecake guy, but I okay. enjoyed it very yeah, much. I, yeah, I, you life. know, as we were singing to you and you dove in, I thought, hmm. I don't know if I would have gotten you cheesecake. It probably wouldn't have been my first choice, yeah, but okay. I enjoyed it. So I do still know you well enough. <laughs> you do indeed. Um, obviously, we met, what, is it 18 years? What was it? Oh, well, three? 2003. It was, was three. Okay. Tristan's so bachelor. 20 years ago. Yeah. So it's your 52nd birthday. Yep. Happy birthday. Thank you, and sir. And it's our 20th anniversary. Isn't that something? 20 years together. It's a long time to be friends. It really is. You I mean, it, I always say of anything that came out of this silly show that we did together, um, the friendships, the lasting friendships, uh, you know, there was you and then Firestone came shortly after and we actually FaceTimed him last night with <laughs> Ivana and his kids. His I, kids. I should oh, have yeah. mentioned them too. Those beautiful kids. And the God, they just put out, they put out spectacularly good looking they kids. They really, well, it, I mean, yeah, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, right? You yeah. have those two ingredients as the primary uh, kicker. You're going to have good looking kids. But those friendships have been the best part. Yeah. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. 
even on the practice field. AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman. Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. You were early days. I, I don't want to say you were experimental, but it was still. I think I was experimental. I mean, yeah. you know, Andrew. Uh, so, so uh, of course there was Alex Michelle. Yeah, and then Trista, Aaron Berge, Aaron Berge, then Andrew Trista. Firestone. Uh, yeah, Trista, then Andrew Firestone, then me, right? And um, I think, uh, you know, the, the mold wasn't me. The mold was, you know, a, you know, I mean, Andrew Firestone, I believe, is the premier bachelor of all time, right? I, I think Ari, him, yeah. you know, Prince Lorenzo Borghese, like, there's these guys that, you know, they have that, it's like, a, it's almost like Prince Charming, you know, life right. in your mind. And even though Andrew is one of the most down-to-earth guys you've ever met in your life he still has a firestone which right. is pretty significant and here i come you know my dad's a detroit cop and i'm like hey guys you know and yeah. uh but it was such a fun time and i owe so much to you because you know i think um you 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 really put a stamp on the show without 
being the lead of the show technically right you were the only consistent person that was you're the face of the bachelor franchise it's not the bachelor it's like whoever that bachelor guy is that's handing out flowers that was secondary because it was always chris harrison and they knew that was the one thing they could count on and what a lot of people don't realize is how much you know mentoring you did behind the scenes um to keep people sane I mean, because it's a crazy it is experience. Crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. And it was in, you know, I say it was early days for you just because we didn't have it figured out yet. It no. wasn't fully baked. No. Um, the idea was still evolving and you, we'd had a little success, but we weren't great at what we were doing yet. We could build TV and make TV, but it was, there was this human aspect that we weren't great at yet. Unfortunately for you, <laughs> and you were yeah. you were shaking up the snow globe a little bit. You were breaking the mold. You know, everyone kind of fell in love with you on Trista season. Yeah, I got lucky. You, you nice editing. You were like the you know the, the happy go lucky guy or whatever. And what was interesting was when you came in. I remember this because so for people that don't remember, because you were four years old when Bob was on. <laughs> um, so you came in in a boot. You would yeah. you had just either ruptured your Achilles or something. My Achilles. Yeah, I just had I had just had reconstructive knee surgery right and then i rushed back <clears throat> excuse me and i ruptured my achilles as well so bob came on just a season yeah. uh, let's let's just say a little bit chubby, chubby yeah. you, you were the you were the chubby guy but you were like the chubby funny guy and he had a boot on he had just had surgery put on 30 pounds and but he had everybody in stitches and as as is still the case he's the pipe piper when bob <laughs> walks in a room he's just one of those people you can't help it all of a sudden you're having fun you're dancing and you realize you're going to be with this guy and that. Then we decided let's, you know, let's go the kind of, I don't want to say anti Andrew Firestone, but it was a different look of the show. Like sure. let's bring in this guy who was maybe a little bit chubby yeah. and funny and you know, the everyday guy, right. Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. And you came in and you're like, well, that wasn't really me, dude. I'm a football player. I'm fit. I'm like, that's not. <laughs> when I came back as a bachelor, I remember everyone going, you know, oh, I mean, because you were ripped and in shape. Yeah, the articles that you know when you're when you're put in a show like that, yeah. you're just a normal dude. And so your mom is at the grocery store and looking at Us Weekly, and the headlines are like, you know, did he get plastic surgery? Like, did this happen? And my mom's like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea. It's like I'm just now I'm back to my normal self, and everyone thinks I'm right, you know, doing something different. But it's funny though, you were time stamped in everyone's head during yeah. Trista's season. Yeah, and it, you know, it was kind of interesting. I mean. Just the season was so awesome because, you know, we go on that show and, you know, like you said, we, it wasn't fully baked yet. Yeah. I think uh, the creators of the show, the producers of the show wanted it to be more drama. Whereas we're 30 or 25 guys hanging out going, man, we really like each other. You know, well, y'all's group especially was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, and I will to this day say that was the greatest collection of guys. I agree. If you look top to bottom, I mean, that was like the twenty-seven Yankees. I and mean, we, that was murderers. We row. genuinely loved each other. Like, I remember one day I got in a lot of trouble. Um, <clears throat> you weren't at the house this day, but I'm sure you saw the footage. But we're all in a hot tub hanging out. It's like the one day. Especially, let me just say, for what we did back then, is the Bachelor stay or this was the bachelorette obviously yeah. trista the bachelorette had a had a mansion right so the bachelorette stayed at the mansion or the bachelor it wasn't the guys or the girls the guys or girls had their own kind of compound or their own house and so it, the whole thing was switched i forget when we even started switching it when the guys or the girls the contestants started staying there but so trista would have the main house right and like when you were the bachelor yeah. you stayed at the main house and then we would find some and the idea for you guys was let's find kind of a dorm room kind of place right and it turned fact, into a yeah, frat house so i i had uh 
we had bunk beds basically yeah. much like bachelor pad and all that stuff had um and i remember ryan was my ryan sutter was my my kind of roommate right and um what i thought was so funny about that show was i mean we would talk about everything because you know you have nothing else to talk about then i mean that's that's yeah. where the, the the meat and potatoes come from right so you know all you can talk about is trista you can't really talk about current events you're not looking at a television you, right. you can't read a book and um, I remember there was, for whatever reason, it kept coming up that, you know, oh, you played football in college. You you walked on as a quarterback and you earned a scholarship or whatever. And I'm like, hold on. Do you know that Ryan is not a firefighter? He was a professional football player for the Baltimore Ravens and he hasn't said anything to anyone. Like I was more in love with Ryan, I think, than anybody. And it was because he was- Played at CU Boulder. Oh my God. He was an absolute stud. Absolute stud. Yeah. Ended up being on the Baltimore, he was a professional football player. Yeah, and he was, he was about to make it again with the Saints before he, like last day, he blew out his Achilles, yeah. I think it was. Yeah, that dude, he made yeah, it he be, maybe the best all around athlete that's ever come oh through the show. God. That guy is a freak. He's a freak of nature. Yeah. He, now he does you know triathlons and everything else. and. But he didn't talk about it, you know, and it was embarrassing for me <laughs> to have to talk about the basically. I was basically a party planner in college. I mean, right. I was like the football team's party planner. And here you have this guy who's just a beast who doesn't talk about it. And I'm like, come on, dude, you got to talk about it. You went pretty far. How, how quickly did you know it was over and it was Ryan? Oh, my God. I, well, I'll never forget. We were. Um, I mean, we were Char Charlie was a part of that mix. too. Charlie he was, was in, in the there. mix. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember, and I and I love Charlie. I, I mean, he, he and I are still friends to this day too. But I remember being um, on a group date with Trista, and we we're on a hammock, and it's it's basically time to make out with Trista, Day, right? Right. And I'm just like, I can't do it. I just can't do it. And so we're like on this hammock, and she's talking about something, and I just go, you know, I think um, I should. I, I think it's probably time for me to go home. And I'm like, I you know, I don't know. When you, what Trista actually said to me, she goes, when I'm with you, um, I come home and everyone's like reading the Bible. But when I'm, when you're at home with the guys and I'm on a different date, I come home and it's like a frat party. People are like, die. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Like get mad? You're dating 20 of my friends. Yeah. But it was like the, the focus was just different. I mean, Ryan was so laser focused and the rest of us were just a bunch of jackasses having a great time. Yeah. We're playing checkers. He, oh, was, playing chess. he was playing chess. He was head and shoulders above us. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where you start to realize, you know, that's why they have a real relationship to this day. Yeah. It wasn't manufactured for TV. It was genuine. It truly was. Yeah. I remember coming over one night because so, uh, you know, back in the day, again, there was no real rules even for me. I would just kind of come hang out with you guys from yeah. time to time and I love have a beer and yeah. hang out and chat. And so I remember coming over one day though, and all of the pool furniture was on the roof. You guys had set the entire pool furniture set up yeah. on the roof. I mean, y'all were just I like, might have been a part of that. Uh, somebody, I remember Jamie was eating dog food, dog food. at one point. Yeah, pony chow. Uh, you guys put one of the guys out in the yard. You Jack picked up French. Jack French. You put you picked up his bed and you, he was passed out asleep. And you guys <laughs> carried him outside, and then he didn't wake up until the sprinklers, sprinklers came, came on. on. Yeah, so stupid. I mean, yeah. but that it's funny that stuff just doesn't happen anymore. That chemistry, and I think because yeah. the, the show is not what it was as far as the innocence and naivete. Right. And so it's not, it's not anything against anyone who comes after you guys, but now people have a different mindset and a different goal when they come in. Sure. You guys, it, cause it didn't exist. Didn't think, Hey, how can I get the most followers? Yeah. What there weren't I, followers. Yeah, what can then. I say? Yeah. That's going to be perfect. Right. You know, what's really going to make America love me and how am I going to be endearing and how am I going to, you know, sell shoes or face right. skincare uh, yeah, products? Whitening kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that, you know, it's funny, Russ, um, was it, 
Yeah, Russ. I, I forget his last name from Arizona. Yeah, but he Russ was the only one that came in with a gift. And I remember he gave Trista something from Tiffany's that he had like engraved for her or yeah. something. And we're all like, who the hell is this guy? What's this? You know, it was like, you know, now they come in on horses and do all right. sorts of crazy stuff. All Russ was doing was being considerate and kind and, you know, <laughs> thoughtful. And we were all like, what the hell? Like, what's this guy doing? And he somehow got cast as the villain when he wasn't a villainous guy. Yeah. He was a, a, a really kind and nice guy. And, um, you know, it was one of the, but, but we all still really liked him too. Like it was, you know, it's not the caddy stuff that I think people go in there now, but there wasn't social media. I think at best it was MySpace back then. Right. You know? Yeah, someone may have written a blog. Yeah, there's a chat room here <laughs> and there, a, you know. It, yeah, it was very innocent. And well, and it allowed us uh, as producers, but also as the show, to just shoot the entire show and then show it to you as we intended it. Right. Um, which sometimes is good, sometimes is bad, because honestly, it allows you to change things, manipulate things, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it allowed us to put this thing in the can you guys would could go be quiet because you weren't being followed. There was no way to kind of expose, say, say Bob Guinea went back and went on a date because heaven forbid you're off the show for five months. You right, want to go yeah. on a date. You know, it's not, it's not all over the network. Right. And so it w- it just allowed everybody to escape a little bit more and enjoy the show, how we intended it, how it should have yeah. been. I think that's, I think that's true. I think now it's just, you know, now it's a different beast and yeah. it became, it became such a part of the fabric of our, you know, our daily like water cooler conversations at work and things of that nature. The show became such a big deal. And, um, you know, it's fun though. I mean, you know, I, I think you and I both this weekend realized how much people resonate with, especially our era yeah. of the show. You know, they were, I mean, your era obviously spans much further than mine, but they're, they're like, those are the good old days. Oh my God. It was so great. Yeah. Back then. It is awesome. I mean, I, I will say we'll, I'll tap us both on the shoulder as you know, we spent a lot of time together this weekend. I mean, our, our hotel rooms are literally right across from each <laughs> other. It was a long walk with my yeah. water bottles here. It was uh and so we've spent a lot of time together this weekend, which has been amazing. Cause you've also gotten to know Lauren. Yeah. She's wonderful. Which oh obviously gosh. has changed my life. And, yeah. and as you said last night, you're like, I think I've been best friends with her forever. Honest to God. Yeah. Like, how have I not met her a thousand yeah, times that's lz know? anyone who meets her she is contagious when she that is. when that gets in your blood it's over <laughs> um and so it's been awesome for me to see you get to know her and spend some time um you know because people are so important in my life i'm like okay i need you have to meet oh, lz and a, so um this has been this has been coming for a long time yep. um but going to the track hanging out and there was you know what 150,000 people there yesterday and it was just a it was fun to me to be with you and have people come up to us nonstop and take pictures and just talk about the good old days, yeah. how, how much they loved and appreciated just what we were doing back then, sure. which, which is still wonderful. And people always apologize. And I always say, please, first of all, they're being wonderful. They're being kind. I'm like, don't apologize. Yeah. It, it changed our lives. It really did. I mean, I, you, you can't do a show like that. And then, um, well, I guess, I, I guess you can, but yeah. I, I did a show like that and I was so fortunate that I was treated nicely in the editing bay. And, you know, from that from that point on, um, you know, I've always had people be so kind to me and it's never been a thing where, you know, yeah, I might be eating and they come over. I'm like, that's awesome. Thank you. You know, thanks for caring. You know, it's never been a thing where I feel like I take it for granted or, or I think I'm too important to take a minute to take a picture with someone. I'm like, right. Oh, you're not going to up like a here. certain someone we saw yesterday who was in our area, legendary singer, who just walked by Bob and I and then walked through the entire crowd, would yeah. not make eye contact, nope. would not smile, 
would not, I'm like, and I looked at you and I said, man, I hope we never act like I that. love that you go, I hope we're never too, uh, I thought, I, I, I think what you said was like something like, I hope I'm never too self-important to be kind. Yeah. And I, and I thought that was a really great thing to say because it's true. Like, like this all, person didn't have to stop and anything, but it just show to like, say hi, just say, yeah, say hi, hi guys. smile. Yeah. Like, you know, people are kind yeah. of looking at you as you're walking through. It's like, it's okay to make eye contact and so you don't, you know, I, I get it if you don't want to like spend your day glad handing everybody. Cause there's times when you just don't. And, but it was just interesting to see. And I was like, we, you and I are the juxtaposition. We're just we like, are. whatever, like you yeah. want a hug you want to. And so it was even last night when, uh, you know, we hung out with uh, the jockey Javier Castellano, yes. the winner of the Derby. We took a picture with him last night. It was just, it's been really fun to be back in this. Cause I haven't been in it with you in a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. yeah. And it's fun to step in it, you know, with them with Andrew Firestone or if I go whoever I'm visiting at the time, it's that that's a cool thing. So you go on after Trista season. Yep. Obviously, there's a season in between. And then we do you as the bachelor. You're named the bachelor. Right. Be honest. At the end of all of it, was that a good thing or a bad thing for you to be the bachelor? Oh, I think it was I think it was a great thing. I think um, you know, it's interesting though, I didn't want to do it. Yeah. Um, I was the lovable loser from Trista's season, right? So yeah. I was in this spot that was just, it was fun. There was no pressure. And um, and so I was kind of like, I don't think I want to be the Bachelor guy because at that time, um, the show was always edited that whoever the runner-up was is the one that got all the FaceTime, right? So that right. person was going to be, the, and then whoever you choose is almost like a disappointment in, in the way that they edited the show. And I remember thinking, God, I just don't want that kind of pressure and what if I, what if there isn't someone for me there? And, you know, I was worried about that. And, but I'm so thankful that I did the show because it really did kind of set the tone for me in a lot of ways, um, how I wanted to be perceived from, from my people. You know, I was, I, I came off the show. I was exactly who I was on the show. Right. And, um, you know, and, and I set the bar very low for myself, I guess, in that regard. <laughs> so, you know, I wasn't really having to strive too hard to, to reach the, uh, what people would expect from me. But I was lucky. I mean, I, I think um, I think it was a different time of the show, a huge time of the show, like yeah. 30 million viewers back then. Yeah, it was massive. It was easily the number one show on TV. Yep. Um, we had 30 plus million viewers watching the show. I mean, Insane. it was outdrawing the Oscars, outdrawing the World Series. I remember there's this old magazine. That I can't explain what a magazine is. Just Google it. <laughs> um, but Sports Illustrated came out and they always had this little box. It was like the sign of the apocalypse. It was like, okay, sign that the world has changed. And it was like, Bachelor outdraws the oh world series yeah. and i was like this show it was just a monster back then that had to be crazy for you as like well it was because it. i you know it was it was like i always say it was like going to the nfl your first year and you go straight to the super bowl and win because it was my first network gig yeah and so i i knew the show was big i knew my life was changing but i didn't understand how because right. i hadn't been in the league for a while sure you know? yeah if you, you're a veteran you i was a rookie and i'm just like okay uh, is this good? Is this bad? It's like, yeah, no, 33 million is pretty good. Uh, you're kind of crushing it. And so, and it wasn't just, you know, the entertainment shows and entertainment magazines that were so prominent at the time that were talking about us. It was time magazine. It was the New York times. Yeah. It was like the, every radio station you turned on, on, it was actually on Wednesdays back then. I think yes, still it was, yeah. we were, I think going against, uh, the West wing, Oh it was either that or Ally McBeal was on at the time. And so it, it, we would get up on Thursdays and it was just bonkers. Everybody was talking about this show. Yeah. I was so afraid I was going to be the one that took it, took it down. 
Like I remember, I remember when they. I was worried about that too. <laughs> when they asked me to be the bachelor, I was just like, "God, I can't. Yeah, I can't take this down." And what's really interesting now with you know podcasts and stuff that we we both are involved in, I've gotten to know some of the uh, the newer bachelors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I got to meet um, a, a couple of the guys most recently, like Clayton. Okay. And and the most recent bachelor as well. And man, I feel like these guys have so much pressure on them. Like they're so yeah scared that the, the franchise is going to go down with them at the helm. And I told him, I'm like, guys, 20 years ago, I felt the exact same way. I get it. I was mostly concerned that it was going to be the worst rated season or, you know, it's just going to be a, a, a dumpster fire with me on it. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman. Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.
I, I don't know the, the new guys. Obviously, I'm not a part of it. And so I, I don't know them. But I've, I've run into a couple of people at, you know, iHeart events or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the recent bachelorettes. And tell me if, if you get you get this vibe. So, and by the way, Bob does a, uh, an amazing uh, podcast with Trista. Yes. Trista. Um, the godmother of uh, the franchise. Very godmother. Yes. And um, you're like the odd step uncle. I'm I'm the uh, so I always say she's the fairy godmother and I am clearly the grandfather, <laughs> <laughs> the creepy grandfather, the creepy grandpa. Um, but I, I met them and tell me if you feel this, they don't seem happy as they come yeah. off. It's it's I don't know if it's the pressure of it all, if it's it's everything. But I I talked to a few of them and I I left thinking wow, they just have so much angst and anxiety. And it's, I don't know if they're just worried about if I come off wrong or if I'm, if I say the wrong thing, I'm going to be canceled. If, you know, I just think there's so much pressure put on the franchise, put on them, maybe by society, maybe by themselves too, self-imposed. Sure. Uh, but I just feel this weight. This I heavy think it's weight. social media. Honestly, I really do. Like, you know, they go on the show and, and, you know, the difference between when we, well, when I was doing the show and, and now, I mean, we didn't have Facebook, yeah. Instagram, any of that stuff. You go on the if show someone now, hated you in Poughkeepsie, or yeah, yeah, whatever, you like, probably wouldn't know. About you're probably not going to hear know? about it. But man, now you hear about it, and I think I think there's a lot of, um, I think there's a lot of just aggression. You know, people sit behind a keyboard and say whatever they want right. to say, and I think these guys there's no culpability, there's no yeah. culpability, no responsibility for what you're saying. No. And, and you I don't, think it hurts. You know, it hurts to hear these things and right or wrong and right i i would see a nice thing about myself and i'd go oh that's a nice thing i'd see like i'd see 20 nice things wouldn't resonate with me of course I'd see one mean thing i couldn't forget it for months yeah and you know people i think forget that these guys are just real normal people you know and they are and they and you're right and that's the thing is people think well they put themselves on tv they signed up for this and i always said you know why i defended everybody is no they really don't know what they signed up for because you can't possibly understand what it's like to be shot out of a cannon and have your hair lit on fire yeah you can watch it a million times but until you are shot out of that cannon you're like oh now i get it yeah now i get it and you know you grab and it makes you paranoid i mean i remember i remember coming off the show i mean gosh this is 2003 and i come back to my home in michigan and i i owned a home uh it was a small you know cute little house and everything i come home and uh national inquirers in my front lawn and I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, what am I supposed to right. do? Like, how do I act? Like, do I, do I just, you know, move past them and ignore them? What do I do with my, my lawn? <laughs> what do I do with my hands? You know, how do I hold my face? And you don't know. And, yeah. you know, I mean, I think about things like even back then, um, you know, the things that would get like micro analyzed or, or so hyper analyzed. I remember, um, you know, Meredith was on my season before speaking to the Bachelorette yeah. and we went to her grandmother's gravesite, which I was really against because- yeah. In my mind, I was like, I don't think our relationship's there yet. Like, right. I don't, I should, I don't want to exploit this moment. She should be with her mom and dad, right. not with me. And, um, but I remember we're approaching the site, and I go to, you know, as one would, I go to put my arm around her, like, you know, her shoulder area. Right. And I'll never forget. I get home, you know, after we're done filming, and there's a thing in Us Weekly, and it looks like my hand's on her, her butt. And it's it was like, just rising. It was just her. rising uh, to go to her shoulder, and they're like, what kind of pig would, right. you know, feel you up know, a girl, feel up a girl on the gray side. I'm like, what? Yeah. I, I mean, and, and then it's like, do I, do I defend myself? Like, do right. I speak out against this or do I just, you know, take it in, in your mind, everyone's seeing that. 
and you don't know if it's yeah you know and you're right in your mind you're in the middle of this tempest and it feels so big so big. it feels so and i you know trying to help everybody navigate that and you you didn't have an easy time yeah coming out of the show yeah it was, well because i didn't you know i didn't propose and that was a big deal yeah um and then you know i i i did meet someone shortly after we were you know after the finale and everything i, I met who i ended up marrying and subsequently divorcing but she's you know uh it was it was interesting because the way everyone viewed it was oh my god the dude leaves the show and now he's with a soap opera person it's like, right the show got done filming in july guys yeah it's December, especially back yeah. then there was a long break long between break. stopping the filming and then the show would air yeah and you weren't in love with who you had finished the show with right and nothing against her. It's just, that's the way it was. Yeah. There, there was no chemistry and the relationship wasn't going to work. And you had already moved on, met somebody, um, ironically kind of doing some bachelor stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I did a show. <laughs> I did a show that made fun of the bachelor. Uh, basically making fun of me. Yeah. Uh, I went on and like, we would, you know, go through episodes and I would just rip on myself basically, which I loved. And, uh, and the girl that hosted that show, I ended up marrying her. You know, it was kind of <laughs> funny, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was a tough time. And, I think one of the cool things, um, you know, and, and I'm sure this happens a lot, but thankfully, you know, I chose Estella uh, mm -hmm. and uh, Kelly Joe is my runner up. And thankfully, I'm still friendly with both of them. You know, and Are I'm you? so thankful for that because, yeah, like Estella just got married and, you know, there's so much going on in her life. And then Kelly Joe's got like three kids, I think, and she's, you know, married to a hockey player. And I mean, it's just, they were both such cool people. And to go through that kind of weird experience with someone, I was just thankful that we have each other to kind of talk about it with. Right. I mean, because you can only, only those people will truly understand how yeah. nuts it was. Yeah. And especially for you and Estelle, it was, it was a lot. It was crazy. Yeah. We, we, uh, I, I, me I remember feeling so bad for her because, <clears throat> you know, at the time, like I said, it was always geared towards the runner up mm -hmm. to be the big reveal. Yeah. And I remember I was like, God, Estella deserves more than this. Like people are just <laughs> like, why didn't you pick Kelly Joe? You know? And I was like, you haven't even gotten to know Estella. She's wonderful. Right. I mean, she was such a wonderful person. Yeah, it, is such a wonderful it person. It felt so, I don't know, the end of your show for how light and fun it was, did it feel a little dark? Oh, it was heavy. Yeah. Well, I think the hardest part about being on a show like that is you're, whether you've been uh, someone who dates a bunch of people or not, mm -hmm. I mean, you are legitimately hurting people's feelings who right. have never done anything wrong. Because the entire five weeks you've been on the, well, back then we, we filmed over five weeks. Yeah. The five weeks you've been there, it's just been all about you. It's, they, they are, you know, everything is about them basically telling you that you're the greatest thing on earth, right? And now you're breaking up with them. And I remember Kelly Jo, uh, I, I don't know if you remember the scene where she, like, I mean, she literally, like, I'm holding her hands. Yeah. I'm like, but, uh, <laughs> and she just throws Drop. her hands yeah. down and walks, you know? And, um, I remember that. I remember that being pretty brutal. And then, uh, you know, but then also, I also wasn't going to propose. So I was kind of in this situation where I'm like, God, I, I'm letting down Estella too, right? Yeah. I'm letting down the whole franchise. Like, everyone's going to be mad at me. But I didn't want to be the guy that got engaged and then broke it off three months later type of thing. I wanted to be the guy that at least I could be proud of the fact that I didn't propose, right? Yeah. So I was... But I mean, yeah, in large part, I, I thought I was being the good guy by truly not proposing. by truly not proposing. Yeah. I thought yeah. I was doing a good thing. Yeah, it was brutal. But I remember I went on Oprah right after uh, Estelle and I both did, and um, it was one of those things. I thought the crowd was going to kill me. Yeah. And then Oprah's like, "I told him he shouldn't propose. 
unless, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the crowd's like, oh, oh, okay. And they like applaud. I'm like, oh my God, I think I'm okay right now. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman. Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Talk about a huge uh, name to drop. Um, no, but and, and a, a huge friend that ended up yeah. being really important to you was Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. And again, that's how big the show was back then. Is that yeah. Oprah? would have us on and i never did oprah by the way but she had people from the show on i i never oh, i didn't realize you never no and, and uh met all her people and all that but never was a part of the show but i remember just her loving you yeah. and really kind of took that bullet for you that was she huge did. because she did. it wasn't true no 
What she Oprah said on in. that show was not true. She stepped in and was like, I mean, it was interesting because we had had a conversation about it and she was like, just be true to yourself, you know, blah, blah. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, effectively she did probably say, you know, don't propose right. if it's not right for you or whatever. But it wasn't like I consulted her, you know, before the, the, the trip to Harry Winston that day. You know, it was right. like, I, I mean, but yeah, she was an amazing and, and is, has but for her made, to do that in that moment. Oh, she saved like my life. she knew she was big enough and bulletproof enough yeah. that she could take that bullet for you. Yeah. And if she said that, then it would turn the tide for her fans, which was America at the America, time. Everyone. And yeah. so Oprah essentially did made the world do a 180 for you she to really a certain did. degree. I think I, I think I think things would have been a lot different um, had she not embraced me the way that she did. Yeah. Also, well, what if you'd gone on that, that show and Oprah had gone, you know, really gone after you yeah oh my gosh. like you know it said you know bob you should have done this like yeah they would have destroyed you totally yeah, yeah. she was a kingmaker or a king destroyer she at sure the time was. i mean that, that i mean i think she probably still is yeah that's fair. true you're right but she was so kind to me and um you know it was one of those things that like we just really connected and, and had a genuine friendship to the point where um you know i hadn't i i got i started feeling guilty about like reaching out to her because right. like god i don't want her to feel like I'm like trying to glom onto, you know, anything that she does right. and what can I possibly bring to the table for Oprah, you know? And so I remember I was just, I got in my own head about it. And so for years I really didn't even reach out. And, and, um, a few years ago we ran into each other in an event and I wasn't even going to say anything. I was like, Oh, she's busy, you know, and she's Oprah, you know, for God's sake. Right. And, um, as she's walking by to go to her car, she sees me out of the corner of her eye and she's like, Bob, and it was so nice. It was so cool because I uh, I didn't want to assume that she would remember me or mm -hmm. that, you know she anything. Yeah, she of was so sweet. It's Oprah. She's, it's yeah. Oprah, man. She's like, like the biggest yeah. being alive, you know. And uh, and she came over and gave me a huge hug and she's like, "Oh my god, it's always so great to see you." And I remember I, I literally I think I started to cry. I don't even know what I did. I was just like it was like a fanboy moment, you know. Was well, like, it's just Beatles. cool when yeah. when it well it, it validates and justifies like the love and friendship that you think you have yeah and when you get that back and it's reciprocated you're like oh it was real it like, was that, real. that, that meant, was a real moment this many yeah. years later because you, you start to think in your head okay that was just a crazy time sure we you know everybody was you know benefiting from this but when there's nothing on the table and it means nothing to anybody it's good to you're like okay no we we really had that friendship and yeah. to have it with again it's Oprah. She goes yeah. by one name. I know, right? There's Bono. There's Oprah. There's I mean, <laughs> Beyonce. Gaga. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Not many. No, Not many. no. Gaga. She she needs the she's lady. She's lady. Yeah, yes. you need the lady Gaga. That's so she, she's she's still. <laughs> um, that is that was a bizarre friendship. That again, like in what world does this kid from Detroit, Michigan, become? I know. Dear friends of Oprah Winfrey. Crazy. Absolutely but crazy. There there was some dark stuff though. You know when you came off the show. Yeah. Um, and what part of it came and it was interesting. Nobody will ever know about this is you did a pilot for a talk show yeah yeah sure did I, I mean they i stayed out in la um after we got done filming my season um i didn't go home i stayed out there because they wanted to roll it right into a pilot mm -hmm. which i think became the ellen show actually from how i remember the timing of it. Oh, okay maybe yeah but they had me do a pilot for a talk show and it was before Ellen, so you know, and it was yeah. the same production company, and a lot of the ideas I remember seeing them kind of manifest. Oh, funny! And um, but it was it was a really cool experience. It was a really fun experience, but it was also one of those things that I was kind of like, 
man, I, I just don't know. I don't know if this is, I, I, I think had it happened, I would have loved it because it was just, you know, such a yeah. fun idea, but it was also one of those things where I, I mean, that's when I started to kind of like, I realized I was going to lose myself. I had to figure it out. I had to get control of where I was and yeah. where my head was at and everything else because I was part of the machine all of a sudden. And it was, the machine was kind of going way faster than I was prepared for. Right. And you were also, when you came on the show, you had a rock band. Yep. Called Fat Amy. Yeah. Long before Pitch Perfect, everybody. <laughs> um, but you, which is ironic. Long that, before Rebel Wilson. Yeah, uh, long yeah. before Rebel Wilson made it popular. Yeah. Um, you guys had a band called Fat Amy, and you were successful. You had a very, you had a, yeah. at least one album. Well, we had we had three. We were we were always the band opening for the big band, right? Yeah. So we toured uh, on this thing called the Aware Tour. We toured with Matchbox Twenty. We toured with uh, the Verve Pipe was from our hometown, and that's mm -hmm. how we actually got our deal. Was was them lobbying for us. And um, Hooting the Blowfish. You know, I got to know Darius Rucker before he went solo and became right. such a country sensation. And he's still friends to this day. You know, like it's I love Darius. But it's so funny. People always go, oh, the, you know, the Bachelor guy thinks he can sing. And I was, I was like, well, it's no, kind of my real job like, before no, I was I the Bachelor guy. Before I was the Bachelor. <laughs> yeah. it's, it, you, you're, I just want to say Bob's different than the guy who shows up on night one with his guitar right. <laughs> and uh, says he can sing. You actually had this band and y'all were very successful. This is not a Tom Sandoval thing, um, you know, where he's... Uh, <laughs> Although Jimmer does look a lot like Jimmer does look like, yeah. but <laughs> this was a real thing. But it also became a huge point of contention between yeah. you and the Bachelor. Yeah, they wanted you. You were a part of this machine. They wanted you, and then you wanted part of your old life, right? And that became an issue. Well, and I wasn't. Um, I had nothing to do with it. If I'm, I mean, I I couldn't control what my record label did, and so right. you know they because that was existing. That was yeah, pre existing. That was pre everything. the show. Yeah. So they they saw this as a big opportunity to to market this stuff, and yeah. I wasn't super comfortable with some of what they were doing. To be honest, you know, like it was, you know, Trista's wedding, for example, and they're buying like you know a, a commercial spot, and I'm like, geez, that just seems yeah. terrible to me. But it's part. But you were part of that machine too. Now, yeah, you had two machines cranking up. I did going full Bob Guinea. Yeah, and you're and and the odd thing is Bob Guinea wasn't a part of it you know no, you, you feel like i had nothing to say about these anything. two massive machines are yeah. rolling on you're like uh you guys both have my name <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah it was it was an interesting time for sure it was it was kind of scary to be honest it was one of those things i wasn't ready for it and when it went to that next level um and then you have like your record label and then you're you know you're on a network and one of the biggest networks, biggest in, the networks world, in the world and, and they're kind of fighting over what each other's doing uh with my likeness i was just i wasn't ready for it and i, I probably could have handled it a whole lot better than i did but at the time i was just i just sort of like i threw my hands in the air i was basically just like okay whatever's going to happen here is going to happen and it it it, 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 it it got ugly it blew up yeah i mean because yeah. eventually those two things collided they did and you were stuck in the middle yeah yeah, I sure was. Ended up getting to know Marty Singer really well, who was a, a pit bull. And, it got litigious. It got litigious. Um, but, you know, it was one of those things, too, that um, that was when, as another time when Oprah stepped in. I'll never forget. I got served with papers. And then uh, the by, same By day, who? Uh, by the production company around The Bachelor. So um, The Bachelor sued you. The Bachelor sued me, yeah. And um, I, I won the right not to, not to pay a bunch of money that I didn't have. You know, basically, that's what I, I won the right to not do that. But. So you go from being the golden boy, the most yeah. beloved bachelor, yeah. the happy-go-lucky guy, yeah. to getting sued yeah. by the bachelor. Yeah. So 
you go, your life's being torn and thrown upside down, but you're at your height. Yeah. So it was, it's, it was, it was this weird. weird juxtaposition of you are crushing it bigger and better than you ever have. And, and things are seemingly going well, but you're now being sued and things are probably deteriorating with your, your music world too. Yeah. Yeah. I had to walk away from all of it actually. And so you ended up losing all of it. Everything. Yeah. So the music career and the bachelor, obviously after the lawsuit, things don't tend to go well. Right. Yeah. It was all gone. Yeah. And then but it, the only way I could, the only way I could make it go away was just to walk away. So it was one of those things where, you know, I realized I was just going to, and I, and I think that the optics weren't good. You know, I, I looked, I looked like the guy who, you know, oh, he handed out flowers. Now he thinks he can sing. It, yeah. I, I really did because yeah. you realize that your career wasn't what you thought it was. You know I mean? Even though I was the opening band for all these huge acts, no one really knew that, you know, not, yeah. not the way they would see the show every week. So it became a thing where I was kind of like, I don't want to, I don't want to be the guy that, uh, what this is looking like. I it, don't felt be that guy. it felt gross. It felt gross. Yeah. And so it was more or less like, I was just like, I'm just going to walk away. I'm going to take some time, go back to my day job, you know, and, and I was, I was very big on that. I mean, for the longest time after The Bachelor, I remember you know, they'd call me and be like, you know, you, do you have any new advice for The Bachelor? I'm like, yeah, don't quit your day job. And you're not Ben Affleck, right? So right. don't think you're going to, you know, you should be in the movies. Just be a normal guy. It had to be a hard time for have you, some man. fun. It was tough. Like, yeah. what, did you have a low point? Did you have a... I'm sure, you know, I, when I look back on things, I always try to, I think I just make them rosier so I can... Right you know, survive, but like most yeah, guys, we just swallow those. Feelings. We swallow them just, up and move yeah, on. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. I'm sure there were some, some tough times in there, but you know, my family, um, I've always been super close with my mom and dad and, yeah. and my sister and having that support system. Oh, uh, that was it. You know, I, I went back to, I, I, and, and thankfully, I mean, one of the nicest compliments I get all the time is like, Oh, you're the exact same guy you were before you were on the yeah. show. And that means a lot to me because I, I take pride in that. You know, I, I think, um, I was, I was a person who just had a really lucky break and really enjoyed it. My brother-in-law used to always say, you know, if you tried to make this happen, if you filled out a form to be on The Bachelor, which I never did, mm -hmm. if you did a video uh, submission, which I never did. So, you know, when someone says, how do you end up on a reality show? I'm like, I don't, I I don't no know. Idea. I have no clue. <laughs> uh, I just, uh, you know, my brother-in-law used to always say it best. He'd be like, you're the guy that just walks up, you step in a pile of dog shit, you peel a hundred dollar bill off your shoe. He's like, that's just who you are. And I was like, thanks, buddy. I think that's a compliment. But, um, you know, I think I, w I, I just went back to that. I was kind of like, well, this was a really cool experience. And, and you know, I, I, I think um, I'm not going to, I'm probably going to get a lot more praise than I deserve. And I'm going to get a lot more criticism than I deserve. Probably haven't earned any of that, but I'm just going to roll with it, you know, and, and just get back to my life and focus. And, you know, I, when I look at it now, uh, you know, all these years, la years later, and I'm happily married and I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old, it's like, I, I firmly believe that your life goes where it goes for a reason. Yeah. And I probably wouldn't see, be here with you feeling the way I feel about my family and, and being so lucky if I hadn't done the show at some point. I can attest to two things. Number one, you are exactly who you were <laughs> when I met you 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, you, you have not changed. Thank you. One iota. Um, the same, just stand up, good human being. And, you know, getting put in the spin cycle of life that you did yeah, uh you came out the same and that's that's really a testament to you your family yeah. your faith and who you are and to see where you are in life right now like just makes my heart explode like I it does it. when i see how in love you are how in love you are with your kids what a dad you are 
how, you know, you do some stuff where it's in the limelight a little bit, but you know, I see all these other videos and pictures where you're just messing around with the kids and, and just living your life. And I'm like, that's the good stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's is. the good stuff. I took, it took me a long time to get there. Right. Having yeah. my first kid at 48. I don't necessarily advise that to most people, but yeah, I'll admit I was walking in my room the other <laughs> night and I thought, I'm not going to lie. Kind of glad I don't have a four and a two year old yeah, right now. I know. It's like, I'm like, I'm, I'm going this week, I'm going home and I'm driving up to TCU to pick up both my kids at college and yeah. drive them home for the summer and they have their summer jobs, and I'm like, and Bob's going home, and he's getting ready to put his first in kindergarten next yep, year. Yeah, and I'll be changing some diapers yeah. this weekend. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, That's good it. stuff. Oh, it's good stuff. That is the messy good stuff, and it gets better, and every <laughs> stage is good. And you know, I was trying to think. I was like, was it better to do it as a young dad? Maybe I had more um, the ability to not sleep, and you know, sure. <laughs> maybe had a little more patience. Yeah. Or would it be better to go through it at 51, 52, which we are? Um, and you have such perspective in life. Yeah. You got the ability of life experience that I didn't have as a dad. You know, what's important. Yeah. You know, you can kind of look at things and go, you know, what's not a big deal. Yeah. This, this is not a big go. deal. Yeah. 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 It's like, so, you know, I think I fought more battles at a, as a 30 to 35 year old dad, sure. <laughs> as opposed to 50, where I'd be like, you know, what's not important. Little league, like <laughs> let him go have fun. You know, yeah. he's not going to play in Make the majors. A dandelion, you're yeah, fine. It's yeah. good. Yeah. Build, build the uh, sandcastle out in the outfield. It's totally <laughs> fine. You know, you don't need a hitching, a hitting coach or a pitching right. coach at age four. No. Um, that those are the things I think you learn. Probably you're probably a little more chill than I was. Yeah. I, I'm just so lucky to have these boys in my life. I mean, it's, Funny, I, I, I mean, we talked about it the other night. I, I don't know how, yeah. I don't even know what love was until I, I had these boys, and I'm so thankful that, you know, I was at the right place when I met Canyon. That I realized, you know, God, I'm gonna try this one more time. <laughs> you know, I haven't been super great at, you know, marriage here, uh, and, and it was so awesome that she kind of came into it. She's like, hey, third time's a charm. Let's go. Yeah, you know, that's we cool. just hit it off and. Because I will say, you have to be a special someone to be married to Bob Guinea as well. Oh my gosh, I wouldn't even wish it on my worst enemy. I mean, you know, <laughs> the thing about her that's so great is, um, you know, she rolls with it. She nothing, um, you know, nothing surprises her or offends her when we're out in public. You know, she'll be the first one to be like, "Here, hand me your phone. Let me get this for you." You know, and she'll take a picture. And yeah, they're always like, "Oh, we want you in it too." She's like, "No, you don't. No, it's okay. Yeah. Trust me, you're good." You know, and um, she just has no ego in it, which I think is so cool and. And then when it comes to our boys, I mean, she's just the most amazing mom. It's like she dedicates her whole life to these kids, and and I'm just I'm envious. I, I'm yeah. awestruck by it. You know, I really am. I, I look at it. I'm like, God, I, how does she think to do that stuff? Like, I would right. never think to turn this stupid you know piece of paper into some great game that she just did. I would. That's just why it, it. it helps to have two, right? Because yeah. you, yeah. you deliver something that she can't, and that's right. a, that's a wonderful thing. And the best part is. I know you had a great time here at the Kentucky Derby. I just, I'm glad we sat down and talked. Too, uh, you Thank are you. one of my favorite human beings in this world. I love you dearly. And, you know, you would, for 20 years, 20 yeah. years we've been friends. And I can't believe I'm it's saying. a long time to be buddies. I can't know? believe I'm saying this, but happy 52nd birthday. Thank you, brother. Who would have thought we would have made it to 51 Man, and 52? I can't believe we're still here. You and I definitely beat the odds. We sure did. I love you, buddy. Thank All you right. for having me on. I really appreciate it. Bob Guinea, get out of here. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at the most dramatic pod ever and make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. I'll talk to you next time. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time like Vanderpump Villa. 
the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but so, look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.